This week on S4C, it's Sunday. The football is on Sunday, not Saturday. You can have a little Sunday afternoon chill watching Barrytown United against Newtown. So a little battle between two clubs that finished in the bottom six. But Barry looking to push, finishing that seventh spot, which will guarantee them a playoff spot. And uh, a little bash at European football, which, which, well, it doesn't matter which way it goes. It's been an incredible first season back for them. Really successful. And uh, a little bash at European football would just top the lot. A little cherry on top of the cake. So we're on air at 3.15. Kickoff is at 3.30. Hopefully you enjoy. Tune in. Red button for, uh, for English language commentary. Enjoy. This week's guest is a treat for you all. It was a treat for me to spend some time in his company once again. Not only does he give amazing insight into life as a footballer, I think more importantly he gives insight into how he's become a man that is creating his own pathway away from the training field. And he is doing it like nobody else. He's definitely somebody that I take inspiration from, an infectious character, uh, the positivity that oozes out of his pores is, is incredible. We first met 13 years ago, summer of 2005, when he signed for Swansea. I was on trial to begin with and, and soon to be a permanent fixture in the squad. And back then he was, he was mocked a little bit for his, for his appearance, uh, his size. He got injured quite often, a couple of bad injuries as well, and told there was no way he could play for any length of time in the professional football world and uh, he's, he's made those people eat their words, still still playing, still banging them in at 36, or maybe he's not quite 36, sorry big man, um, but yeah, he's, he's, he is an inspiration, he's, he's doing amazing things and he is set up for a very successful career once he does decide to hang up those boots. Hopefully you guys enjoy this as much as I did, um, I really enjoyed it. This is Adebeo Akinfenwa. He likes to tell you if anyone will listen About his seven caps, his chocolate knees His distinct lack of pace Now it's a long shot
Adebayo Akinfenwa. Whoa! It's been a long time. Yo, mate. it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I keep thinking it. 12 years ago. So it must be about... About 12 years ago was... 13, mate. 13 years ago. I tell you what you're thinking of. 12 years this week. The cup final. Oh, that's that's what I'm thinking. That's what's that's tickled what your I'm memory thinking. there. 12 years. Good times. Good times. Great times. Do you know the worst thing is? It is... It's literally um, gonna plug the book, my autobiography. I mean, that's a plug. No, I'm like, um, but I was talking about it, and I was talking about how significant and what a role signing for Swansea, signing for Swansea, had on me as an individual, yeah. as a player, and as a person. It was just mad, and boy, 13 years ago now, bruh. Even though, like. You do say, like, you looking old, there you are. I don't know if you're... Hey, look, looking old right now, you know what I'm saying? OTJ is looking old. <laughs> you're looking fresh, man. What moisturiser have you got? Cocoa butter and water, my brother. Coke oh, and chicken as well, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap, yeah. yeah. It's, it's good to catch up, mate. We're, we're looking back, that's 13 years ago. We signed at the same time. Yeah. I came on a little trial. I know you'll remember that week, mate. Yeah, the yeah. week from hell. Oh, you were not used to that sort of thing. We turned up pre-season. Yeah, army camp. Army camp. Brecon Beacon Mountains. That's where it was. That was the sand dunes. Yeah, the sand dunes. Colin Pasco. Yeah, uh, trying to push you up. I'm, I'm, let me look. look Is that why Pasco's hit? That's why he's. <laughs> that's why he's best. Let me tell you. To this day, I swear on my life, and it's good because I've tried to tell this story to people, but nobody who was there. They, they just think, ah, oh, it's just you, you don't like to run. It was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. But the warm-up. But do you remember when we started and we just did the warm-up and I was thinking, well, the session must be over after this <laughs> because it was that bad. And it's like, for me, it's we just signed, in it. Yeah. So I remember I was the last one up and everybody was trying to egg me to get up. And I was thinking, these boys must be thinking, what the hell have we just signed? Because, oh, so, so, I apologise. Yeah, we, Owen's brought me into a place where I've just been shushed, so I'm going to have to whisper. I apologise. I've just been shushed. Is this, is this not your regular calf? No, I'm just, um, no, I'm here every week. They know me, I'm a regular. <laughs> Carry on, mate. Up them yeah, um, yeah, so I, I was thinking, I remember thinking to myself, yo, I, I wonder if these boys are thinking, what the hell have we just signed here? But it was when I mean, still, 13 years mm -hmm. later, I have never experienced anything as hard as that first few days yeah. at Swansea. It was a madness. Do you know what I, I remember that week? I was, I was only on trial to start with. And we had, it, it was the week from hell. Yeah. It, it really was. Yeah. Kenny Jacket was really working as Sam Dunes, army type yeah. training stuff. I had to go do extra, mate, right? Because. I think that, you know, a young lad coming from non-league and they're thinking, well, we'll test him out here, see yeah. what he's got. So you were probably having a nap in the afternoon. I had to go out with Kevin Nugent. I was on this, uh, like an AstroTurf pitch, going through drills, fast feet and stuff, because they saw me as this big, long, stiff guy. Bro, right? yeah, I definitely was sleeping. I, I, <laughs> I look back, mate, and I think, there's no wonder my knee was fucked. Oh, hey, let me, do you know the worst thing is? I'm like, and of course, being in the game now, the game's changed, isn't it? It's, it's moved on yep. from, it's moved on a lot from there because even them times, they were, everybody was expected to do it as everybody else. And that's, for me, the, the good thing why, look, at 36, I'm still in the game. Whereas 
not everybody's everybody's built differently do you know what I'm saying so yeah. you can't have one hit list that everybody's got a hit because we're different but them times there 30 years ago and Kenny Jack is known for running you know what I'm saying he loves high work rate and I didn't notice at the time because I definitely wanted to sign for him fucking if I know but nah all jokes aside but he's known for his high work rate but, and it was and talking about the week from hell it was the it was when the bombing was so we left uh, right, you yeah. know so I remember leaving early I remember couldn't get hold of my family at the time um, and I was like and I remember I remember to be fair I mean fair to him Kenny Jack he was like look if you feel like you need to go and I don't know if I was the only one that left because everybody got hold of theirs but I was from London I didn't get on he just told me to leave so I remember driving back into London so a couple of days earlier um, than uh, the training camp finished I remember driving back into London and it was a ghost town coming off the motorway and nobody on the roads but yeah man uh, literally a week from hell yeah I remember that week because uh, my, my old man works in London yeah. so it's a similar sort of thing you're trying to get hold of people but what what else do I remember of that week one we had that in, initiation songs yeah so yeah, that's yeah. Sing, you know, and another time I know everyone does it now not everyone did it back then no but, it was you know, new year we, we gave it a good go didn't yeah, we yeah 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 and also you know, we, we we all came in carrying our big sports bags and stuff. You just bowled in in like a 1940s I, suitcase. Look, let me tell you something. What was look, that? Let me tell you something. But I, look, <laughs> let me tell you something. I had no I had no sports bank, and like <laughs> remember, I think they started Thursday, Friday, and I don't know if we got there on a Monday, right? I'm sure it was something like that. So I remember packing all my stuff to be like, well, I've got to pack all my stuff because I'm not going to drive back to London, innit? And at that time, I had no sports bank. So I remember taking my dad's green. It was a green. And I remember that. And this is why I love One of those it. old leather ones. One of those old leather ones. Because the green, just think, if you can remember, like, Del Boy from Only Fools and Horses. And that was the funniest thing because, like, for me, from London, nobody, and of my size, nobody really bantered me like that because they didn't really know me yeah. and I remember as soon as they saw me come I remember somebody saying Del Boy and I was thinking what and we had the lights we had characters Monk and you know Trans. Trans Robinson McLeod these are people that were just straight they just jumped on the man and I'm thinking I'm gonna punch in your face what are you laughing at me for but no, that no one was, had ever taken the mick out of you that way nobody had, nobody had ever taken the mick out of me especially not even knowing me so my, I'm walking towards you not walking to me I'm gonna be getting out of my car holding this old school and man, be looking at me like but where are you going with that Delvoy suitcase <laughs> but that was for me I keep saying it it was just I couldn't have, I couldn't have asked. I don't know if you feel the same, but I couldn't have asked for a better changing room to go to. I mean, you were younger than me, but I mean, we're not that much, not that much younger than each other sort of thing. But to go in there, I mean, I was 24, 23, 24 at the time. And that changing room with big characters, players that had played and gone on to play. Uh, it was just, it was just a really good time. I think it was different for, for us, similar, as you, as you said. Uh, for, for me, a good dressing room in terms of coming from North Wales, a dressing room full of characters that I'd never come across yeah, before. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. London boys and, and this and that. For you, getting people to take a piss out of you yeah. and, and realizing, oh, okay, this this, this goes is, on. Yeah. There's two, there's two other things I remember from that week is um, you and Big Kevin Austin. Yeah. You know, the, the biggest guys you, you you can come across. And we were out in the Brecon Beacons, you know, running about the mountains and stuff like that. I don't know if you were, I know Kev definitely was scared of sheep. 
Oh, that's Kev. Yeah, that's that, definitely that, Kev. That was definitely Kev. He was Kev, scared of Kev, 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 Kev weird like that. As big as it, <laughs> you lot need to know, Kev Austin is when they say built like a brick shit house. He is that guy. I'm talking about muscles where you didn't know muscles should exist. Kev and but look, we just you know you just bring it back memories. For me, I love that. I love Kev. He was car school with me for two years, so we became so close. Um, but yeah, man, Kev scared the sheep, man. <laughs> and then the other one, going out on the bikes, yeah. mountain bikes. Yeah, I think you, did you have a puncture? Yeah, my one, my just I had a puncture. You had to carry it the whole way. I, so it was the weirdest <laughs> thing. So I remember we're all on that mountain bike, so I'm in the middle of nowhere. And to be fair, if it got dark, it would have been the start of a horror movie. Do you know, it was one of them ones. And I remember riding, everybody had ridden off, and my boat, my my bike just bust. I don't know if it wasn't, it weren't built for my weight, but it just bust. And I remember the guy beside me was like, oh, you want me to ride it? We need to take it back. So he was like, do you want to go? On? Let me go on yours. I was like, nah, there's no point. He was like, no, nah, look, let me go and I'll push it. I'm like, it's going to take you way too long for that. Do you know what I'm saying? Look, I'll carry it and I'll jog beside you. And he's riding beside me and I've got the bike on my shoulder. And we come over the hill and you lot all watching, thinking, what is being carrying the bike? It was the fun, I remember Gary Monk pulled me and said the same thing, but but again, it was when you know you couldn't ask for a better week to integrate yeah. everybody into, into a new team. You know, as much as I ain't gonna lie, I won't do army barracks again, but for that time, do you know what I'm saying? It was, it was a beautiful thing. I look at you now, B, and, and the career you're having still continue to have on the on the pitch. With, with the greatest respect, back then, you know, that, that two years at Swansea, you played in the first year. Second season, you were in the physio room with me, had yep. trouble. Uh, I think you fractured your shin, yeah, broke yeah, your leg, yeah, broke stuff my like leg, that. Yep. You're not built for longevity in this yep, game, yep. really. How, how is it still ongoing, mate? How are you still going? You know what? And you mentioned it, haven't you? Periodization specific training methods yeah so you know this is what i'm saying for me it's what i learned it took me years to learn what if i learn and hindsight, people keep saying that hindsight but as i've gotten older you know and the funny thing is but you can vouch for this i was fast one time in it I, I, keep, I try and tell Once these people going, that. Mate. Once like, you got going, mate. I keep trying to tell people this. They don't believe me. Now. <laughs> it's like, oh, if you saw me before I broke my leg. But two things what happened after I broke my leg. I had to change my game. And the second bit showed me what life was like without a club. So for six months, I didn't have a club. So when I got a club, when I, I remember signing for Millwall. Kelly Jackie took me to Millwall. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually not the same player when I bought my leg. I'm literally not the same player. So then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have to tailor my game. So I and this is not me saying that I focused on getting bigger. I didn't. I just when I was got injured, I, I started to enjoy the gym. Do you know what I'm saying? And when I started to enjoy the gym, my just it became an everyday. It became an everyday. I'm saying obsession. That's too strong of a word, but it became an everyday enjoyment. So then it was like, I learned then that I'm not the same as everybody else and we're not the same. So my training needs to be different. And I remember being very assured in myself that, look B, you got to concentrate on what you're good at. You can't 
try and concentrate what anybody else is good at. So over the years, I started to specifically tailor my training to my body. So, and I'd go to managers and I'll say, well, you know what? I have actually trouble with pounding. So training every single day will be a problem for me. So of course you'll have managers. Yeah. Some managers be like, well, that's not for me. I want my players out there every day. Some managers will be like, okay, well, if you can't train every day, that means definitely you can't play every week. So, or you can only play for an hour and then um, we'll have to bring you off. You know, stuff. just gave me the dirtiest look. I just, but I can say that, we'll just keep it moving. Um, so of course it was, you know, there's always a, a, for me that there's always a perception now. Oh, look, you're not a certain way or you don't do certain things. So that means you can't do certain things. And that's what it, it was. But for me, it was, I, I always thought, and I, I always, from my mindset, was like, look, as long as you back yourself as an individual, then they really can't say nothing. So my thing was like, all right, if I'm, if I'm going to the gym every day, but I don't train outside, but then I'm doing it on a Saturday, or I, I play well on a Saturday, or I score goals, then what I'm saying is it works. So just because I'm not out there every single day, your way works for others and my way works for my way. So of course, don't get twisted. I, I, I've had run-ins with managers and managers want the, and I won't say old fashioned because I wouldn't say it's old fashioned, but want their, they want their, this is the way I say it's gonna work and it should work. But, and the, and the weirdest thing is, and I've had at 35, 36, 34, 35, 36, I've had the best two seasons of my entire footballing career because a manager has and, said... And doing the least amount of training. Doing the least amount of um, pound work training. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So, so let's say conventional training. So a manager, it's being funny, the manager like, B, I, I think you work too much. So there'll be times where the manager's like, look B, I need you for 90 minutes. Like this season and last season, I need you for 90 minutes. So I just want you out there on a Friday. It's what my manager's saying. And I'm saying to him, nah, I can't. I'm not built like that. I, I need to keep my body moving, but within a, within a parameter where it's not moving to, it's damaging my body. So for him, he's like, B, look, I, I think you work too much. But of course, I learn what works for me. And I think that's what, individuals the, the better individuals find out what works for them earlier and you found out for yourself didn't you for myself because I, I can 100% I know exactly what you're going through so I would have an example playing up in Inverness in Scotland Terry Butcher an old school type manager yeah. his idea you know if they go and get tough you run them yeah yeah I'd then go away with the Wales squad and have specific training. And I'd think to myself, if I had this every day, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my God, yes, I'd, I'd be yes. earning more, I'd be playing better. I'd go to Inverness and it took a long time to convince the manager, this is, for you to see the best of me, I have to do this. I can't do a double session. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you can't run me like you run the other yeah. lads. Ultimately then it comes down to performance. Yeah. If you're not playing well, uh, they, they will what? blame it on so, not training. And, and I think for, and I, I think you can't put that in individuals, you know what I'm saying? I think it's either in you or not. And what's in me is I want to keep continue to prove myself right. So at the same time, therefore proves you proves those doubters wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? But I don't focus on proving you wrong because 
that's wasted energy. Mm. So if you put all your energy in proving yourself right, that can only benefit you more. And that's what it is. So for me, it's like these two seasons, when I've sold, so if I go to somebody, I'm like, trust me, yeah, this is what I think works best. And if you do it this way, you should, because it's never guaranteed, but you should see the best. So if somebody says, go on, for me, I want to prove myself right. So that's then it goes down to performances. So then even more when your performances, I, I scored 18 goals last season in my first season with Wickham, doing it my way. Yeah. So the manager's now even more this year has gone, do it your way. So because he's given me more, I want to give back yeah, more. Yeah. You know, so, but you can't put that in everybody's. That's not for everybody. Some people just like, I'll do it my way. If it don't work, well, it don't work. Whereas for me, I'm like, I want to continue to make sure I'm proving myself right. And that's where I, I say that I think the earlier you can find out what works for you, and I keep telling the youngsters, and I'm like this, I'm like, I get that there's a certain amount of groundwork you have to do. It just comes with your youngster. If, if you have to run more, you have to run more. If there's days off, that the senior boys again, you haven't earned that yet in your, so that just, that's a given, you, you know. But at the same time, I'm like, you being 21, if you can know what works for you at 21, then you're ahead of, ahead of the game. Yeah. It took me till 30, or you know what I'm saying, 29 to, to know if you can find out what works for you. And I, and I say that even to on the pitch. So at, at 36, um, I mean, it gets announced today, I'm, I'm up for League Two player of the season by the EFL. So at 36, that's what I've been able to accomplish. And that's because now on the pitch, I know what I'm good at. Yeah. So, you know, managers will come in and be like, I mean, I had it with AD Bufoy. He'll come in and be like, I need a runner. You need to do this and you need to do that. You, And I'm like, all right, one, I'm going to do it because nobody can tell me what I cannot and cannot do. At the same time, I know what I am better at. So now I concentrate on, I'm not going to try and pick up the ball and try and dribble past three people. I'm not going to try and tell you to knock it over the top of me try and run away and defend. I'm not going to because that is not my strength. But I know what I'm very good at. I'm going to try and get as many crosses in the box because I back myself and I know that my ball retention is very good. So if you can concentrate on what you're very good at, you should then hopefully excel. And then along the way, try and work on your left foot, try and work on your fitness and that. And that's what I learned at 30 onwards. So it's the same as if you can know what training works best for you, I say this to kids, cool. Do it. Nobody knows your body. I don't care what physio, I don't care what um, education he's got, it's still generic. Because nobody knows your body, because everybody's body is different, better than you. So if you're like, you know what, sorry, you're like, you know what, double sessions don't work for me. This is not me being lazy. This is not me trying to get out of work. I will stay here like everybody else, but running me two times doesn't work. That's not you being arrogant. That's at the end of the day, we're in a results business. That's for you to get the best at yourself and the best for the team. So for me, this is where I'm, which I think that, I do think it's getting better. I'm not gonna lie, I do think it's better. Whereas pre-season back in the day, you didn't see a ball for two weeks. Yeah. Nonsense, you know. You know, whereas now balls come out day dot and you can work. You know, the, the thing is where they say the sky's running and you laugh and next one said, but you can work as hard with a ball because that's what we're doing. We're not runners. So you want to get fitness, 
when they're tired with a football. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's moved on. But what we have to have, you, you have to earn the right, earn the respect to be able to do that as well, don't you? Otherwise, people will think you're, you're trying to have them off. You seem just so comfortable in your own skin now. Yeah. I, towards the end, I got a little bit caught in two minds. So with one manager comfortable doing it, and then there was a change of manager at Hibs. Alan Stubbs came in. He didn't push for me to do everything, but I almost wanted... I, I didn't want to show weakness and go yeah, to yeah, him yeah, day yeah. one and say, listen, Gaffer, uh, I know you're new, but I don't do double sessions. So I tried. Yeah. And it was the worst possible see, thing I could have done, uh, uh, you know? Yeah. See, this is what I'm saying. I'm like... And it's... And I think you say it, it's comfortable in my own skin, even to the point where I am so comfortable. 15,000 people will turn around and be like, you fat bastard. Like, and, 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 and again, I'm talking to you as a 35-year-old man who's dealt with trials and tribulations, serious stuff outside football, so therefore it allows me to put certain things yeah. into perspective yeah. now. At 21, this conversation would have been totally different. And I get that, do you know what I'm saying? This is not me trying to say I was speaking this level-headed and this comfortable when I was 21. Because, of course, when you're 21, you've got your whole future in front of you and expectations are put in front of you. So you're still trying to find yourself. And I get that. But that's what it becomes. Like. It does become comfortable. And this is what I keep, I've gone back to saying as soon as... As early as you can be comfortable in your own skin, the better you would be in life. Yeah. So, and I get when you're talking about earn the right, because of course, we've got a youngster at our team, innit? And he'll turn, he's 21, and we banner him. We're like, well, for the new generation, the new generation is a soft generation. We would never be in a treatment room at 21. We would never be on this rehab, um, prehab, rehab. You know, we was out there training. And it's banter, but for that 21 year old he'll be thinking oh is that what they really think about me and we get that do you know what I'm saying but then at the same time this is what I'm trying to say is I think there's a way of showing that look you're not not trying to get out of work yeah. and I think that's what I think that as a character your character trait is look you know what I try and put my all in but and I, and I think with with me when I talk around look, look I can't press it's not because I I don't want to press it's it's just not my strength. So people give me that. Like my other players will be like, you know, you, we know B can't do two two runs like that and try and win the ball back. It's not him trying to get out of work or being lazy. Yeah. This is just knowing that it's not his forte. And I think that goes on with even a 21-year-old. If a 21's like, look, you know what? Boy, my body don't work to double sessions. We can turn around, if you're older, you turn around, ah, oh, rah, because we wasn't as comfortable 21 knowing what worked for us yeah, do you know what I'm saying these days, so they're not shy they're, of course they're not shy because I think that when we was there wasn't that many youngsters so you had to kind of go on the the, the senior players wavelength and the senior yeah. players wavelength was very much more you know rigid yeah. this is what we got to do this is how we got to do it whereas now there's a lot more youngsters so they can band together so rather there's a there's a lot more balance now whereas you know there was only really one two maximum three youngsters in a squad whereas a half our team's youngsters do you know what i'm saying now so the balance is but what i'm just trying to i'm trying to get across to you is even with stubsy when he came in and that you know you being confident being like look trust me you will see the benefits of this and that's where that's what i've always that's the lane i've always tried to stay in like look give me what i need to be the best that I can be 
and I won't, I will, I won't let you down. But in the same time, because I believe it, I will continue to be, I won't let myself down, in turn won't let you down. Yeah. So, and then that's where, but of course it's, and this is, and when I talk to people now, it's a 35 year old individual who's been through a lot to be able to say, well, look, I'm comfortable. So you can't, not saying I don't get insecure, not saying I don't get down, of course I do, I'm human. Do you know what I'm saying? But I am more confident in my own skin. So most situations now, I take it for what it is, isn't it? A yeah. situation and not my life. We'll, we'll get into your social media presence and stuff like that these days. And yeah. How, how, how you suss that out almost before uh, before anyone ahead of the curve. If you went back in time and, and the Bayouac and Femur that was not yet 20, or yeah. in his early 20s, and he saw you now, yeah. what, you, what you'd accomplished, what you're still accomplishing, you wouldn't have recognised them, would you? You, you, you? You're speaking now about experiences you've been yeah. through. I know it's well documented, going away, playing in Lithuania, yeah. Yeah. racist abuse and stuff like that. Your upbringing, yeah. you know, all, all these sort of things, night and day compared to where you are now. Yeah, look, a hundred percent. Like, the, funny enough is, the twenty-year-old Akin Femwa would have looked at this Akin Femwa and think, "Right, oh, but you didn't, you didn't make it. You didn't make it where you wanted to make it in football." Because I, I was I was always confident. I'm, I've always been a confident individual, and I would always back my football credentials. So I was a footballer first, first and foremost. So I mean, I've asked, always asked the question: Would I changed? Like, would I have got to if if there was an option of getting to the prem or my life being how it is now? What would I chose? And honestly, I would choose my life now. Do you know what I'm saying? But do I feel that I underachieved as a footballer? I do. Because the highest I played was League One. Do I think I'm better than League One? Yes, I do. But then also I do think that in life, timings and everything happens for a reason. And I do believe me breaking my leg was a massive, in a football side of it, was a massive moment in my football career. Because just, just to cut across you there, if, if you don't break your leg yeah. and your career keeps going up and up yeah. like you wanted it to and expected it to, maybe you would have played championship, maybe a little stint in the yeah. Premier League, yeah. but maybe there would have been a little chip on your shoulder yeah. and you wouldn't have stepped into this, this world. 100%, like, for me, this is where I, I get it. If I had played higher, would I have embraced social media like I did? Probably not. Do you know what I'm saying? It was, and then also what, me being where I am allowed me to be, it allowed me to have no restrictions. So, even just simple stuff. Me and Verge was at, Verge and that was at um, an EA event and he couldn't say certain things. Yeah. And I was like, what? Nah, 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 like, not like I'm a big swearer anyway, like, do you know what I'm saying? But I remember him saying, I fuck that. Like, man, God, nah, 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 but I'm, I'm saying what I'm saying. And that's the one thing which has allowed me to, I wouldn't say climb the ladder, but allow me just to be me because of the clubs I've been at. They, they don't be like, B, don't say this, don't say that. If anything, most of the clubs are like, well, it's cool. We get, we get publicity of where we go to events. It'll be Wimbledon striker, Akin Fenwa was so-and-so. Wickham striker was Gillingham North. So for them, it's like- Promotion. Promotion for them. So they was like, well, boy, we ain't gonna put no mouth guard on him. Whereas the other people the, the, in the, the Prem is a little bit more, don't say this, don't say that. 
you got half an hour. As soon as half an hour started, he's gone. Whereas I'm like, nah, man, I'm enjoying this event. Yeah. But if you're own, if I if I was only scheduled for thirty minutes and I'm enjoying it, I'll stay for another hour. You yeah. know, that's where because I had no restrictions on me. So if I if my career went down a different path, my my desire may have differed. Do you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have changed. Um, I am who I am. Do you know what I'm saying? But my desire would have would have would maybe have been different so but i wouldn't change my life and i've, I've said i had ever one regret in my football and that was leaving swansea injured not even leaving swansea like i, I think you, you you stand by your decisions do you know what i'm saying and i felt unappreciative from hugh jenkins i, I just did but it's weird because now i'm like wait hold on if somebody if you broke your leg and somebody's offering you the same money for another year. That's a flipping good deal. <laughs> but at the time, I was young and I was dumb. And, and I was you've like... you seen other people And I was seeing this. other people earning this. And I got swayed because Gillingham said, we'll offer you what you want. And I was like, okay. And then I went to them and he was like, well, no, you, we thought you was going to be back for pre-season and took it away. And I was thinking... So at the time, I'm like, oh, but I broke it playing for you. And you get the misguided... You, you just get misguided because you hadn't really... I hadn't, I hadn't lived, but... You, you, you're more focused on you at the time rather than the bigger picture. You know, 24, 25 at the time. You know what I'm saying? So that was my only regret: leaving injured. And, you know, it was I would have left Swansea eventually anyway. So leave, but that was my regret. But other than that, I literally don't have no other regret. Um, my life has been. My life has been my life. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I, I wouldn't change it. I, I, literally, my mistakes. You know what I'm saying? I just wouldn't change it. So would you not hit that penalty with a bit more conviction in the final? I, that I'll change as well. <laughs> I can't believe that. Do you know the worst thing is even that. Um, like I remember stepping up to the penalty so confident. I just I remember whistling, and it's funny because I didn't used to take penalties. For anyone listening who doesn't know, Swansea, yeah. Swansea playoff final 2006 is yeah. Barnsley battered them oh. two two, went to penalties. The big man here scored, the even oh. bigger man. Oh, I can feel my oh. miss. But when was it, you? When was your? When did you? I went fourth. Yeah. I went, when did you go third or fifth? I went third. You went third, so I went after you. You yeah. put the pressure on me, oh. mate. But still, it shows how, how being your size has helped you oh. out. Everyone blames Tatey. Yeah, I, look, <laughs> I, I, do you know the worst thing is I put this in my book and people said it was bad of me, like certain people said it was bad of me and X, Y, and Z. But I remember like, um, I remember we, I think it must have been the LDV final. I think we got a penalty shoot against Warsaw, yeah. if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah. And that was the first time I took a penalty. That was my and, first game back from first injury, yeah. Okay, and I remember slotting it easily and I was like, oh, it's, it's not hard then and that was my so I remember same thing thinking calling it be do your do your normal get stop pull it in yeah. and then and I remember I kid you not I can remember this like it was yesterday picked up the ball whistling to myself do 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 remember put it down I think I even juggled the ball a couple of times and it wasn't like I was overconfident I was just like I took one and the penalty shoot it's like out. an act in it you try and put on you that brave face like, like, cool, I got this in it like I got this and when I saw it fly over the bar, I, I just remember thinking, oh, sh what? So then, even then, I, I wasn't too, because I was thinking, Willie Garay, really good goalie. He's going to get me out of this. What? I, I, well, he checked on in, didn't he? I, I, I don't know what, the, he was, everywhere the ball was going, he was going the <laughs> other way. Uh, I, look, and then I remember, after that, I was thinking, 
wait, I'm going to be the only one that missed. It's going to be a nightmare. Then, I, then all of a sudden I was thinking, oh snap. I went from one in willing to save one to one, one of you lost to miss. I swear down, I'm not going to lie. I'm, a, I'm, I'm not proud of that moment. But I remember thinking, oh, please, don't let me be the only one. Yeah. So I think when Tatey missed, I jumped up with boss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. But when Tatey, I remember thinking just, uh, do you know, when Tatey even missed, there was a bit of relief on me. I'm not going to lie. I'm just yeah. thinking, oh, wow. I'm not in this alone. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's funny because I... I remember, I mean, I remember 10 years later, I had um, Wimbledon and it was different, but I know I would, if it ever happened now, I would want to be the only one that missed. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because I know I can take it. So yeah, I yeah. know that I, I would be able to, no matter what, I'd stand in front of the camera and I'd be like, you know what? I would take this rather than anybody else. And that's growth, I guess. But if there's one other person who could miss a penalty and maybe not be affected too badly. Yeah, it would it be taking. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you you're looking at the looking at when things happen for a reason. People that and it's and you know the funny thing is some people think that that's a bad trait, but it is a very good trait to be able to let things just roll off the back. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because there's nothing worse with carrying a weight because that's what it is. It's a weight. Something happens. Take the weight. Absorb the weight put the weight down and move on. And I think some people want to feel, oh yeah, we want to see you hurting, we want it. And it's like, trust me, nothing you can say will hurt more than what the person's feeling. Nothing, but it is a good trait to be able to, you know what, it happened, yeah. and it happened. And you know what I'm saying, if it did, you know what I'm saying, if you was to pick somebody, you'd be like, look, trust me, Alan Tate can take it, do you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying, it is what it is, I can't believe that. I still, but, as you know what I'm saying, stories 10 years later, Playoff final, step up, took a little wrangling to get the ball. Chad not, Chad not give me the ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's only going to be one winner there anyway. Um, <laughs> step up, and then, you know what I'm saying, put them demons to bed. And, you yeah. know what I'm saying, it took 10 years, but it was a good look. What was it like for you, B, growing up as a as a black man in, in London and then going to Lithuania and stuff like that? Different these days, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. it would have been tough for you even going to Barry. Yeah. You know, you couldn't quite handle it in the League yeah, of Wales, yeah, of course. Yeah. No, it's a big, bad league. I ain't gonna lie, though, I smashed it, Barry. By the time. They're still calling me back. I think I'm a legend there. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was it like? Um, it was it was just... Is there that chip on your shoulder? No. Do you know the worst thing is there's not... Cause I keep saying it, innit? You know, of course, racism still exists now. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you think it's, racism is hidden these days more? Yeah, it's, it's, it is. It, it's, it's hidden. I'm, I call it new age racism. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, look, there's no... It's rare that you get the shouts, you know, the N-word. You don't see the, 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 the sheets on the head. That, 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 that racism is not as overt. It's just new age racism. And if, if, I, if I hear something, right? Yeah. Whether it's people back home or whatever, my, my response to people would be, if they said anything, trying to have a joke with their mates and stuff, would you would you say that if you were sitting in a cafe in Bromley with Big Bay or yeah, yeah, would you say that to him? Yeah. See, yeah. see, that's my thing. Is it's like even in and this is what I'm trying to get. Like, so we have changing rooms in it, and you like banter like the, as you do with boys in it. Be like, oh, I better not leave my mobile phone here. Like, the, the, a brother just walked in, you know, stuff like that. And I, and, I, and I look at it like this, in it. Some people will turn around and say you can't have banter, and, I, and I, I disagree. I think jokes are jokes, you know what I'm saying? And I do think you know 
somebody's character. So you're in a change room, you're with somebody every day, you know something. So jokes are jokes. Some people may say, ah, oh, there's no room for it. And I'm like, look, if you're not, sometimes if you're not in a certain situation, you're only looking from outside in. So inside out is totally different. Do you know what I'm saying? But one thing I don't get, and I, because I've experienced, I just don't understand how you can dislike somebody purely, you don't know them, purely because of that, the way they look, especially the color of their skin. I'm like, look, if you dislike me because I'm a dickhead, dislike me because I'm a dickhead. I'm okay with that. But to dislike me because of my color of my skin, it, my, that's just mind boggles me in 2018. So do I have a chip on my shoulder? I kid you not, no. Not one little bit about the Lithuania. I wouldn't do it again, but when I mean it, that shaped me for when Fratton Park, 15,000 people saying, I can feel me, your tits are offside. I'm like, I got heard, they were saying, zigga, 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 shoot the fucking, that's what they were saying to me. So you not talking about my tits are offside. For me, that's bad. Or you, you not saying I'm a fat Eddie Murphy. I'm like, for me, that is humor. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I ain't got no chip of going out to Lithuania. It literally shaped me into the individual I've, I've become. Do you know what I'm saying? But you're I not just... practicing what you preach because when you walked in here, yeah. you were mocking me for my grey hair. Mate. Yeah, I'm not going to lie know? though. That's yeah, the way you, I look. No, you age. You, this is ageism. Do you know what I'm saying? I've got to give it to you. Like You just look... I don't know, they call you a silver fox or something, but you but there's dive, you know, we got dive because we got nah, dive. I'm happy, mate. I'm happy the way I am. Yeah. <laughs> you, you played me. I had a look on the way down. Over 500 games. Yeah. Yeah? Over 500 games, which is an incredible accomplishment. Yeah. You've never spent more than two years at a club. Yeah. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know you had a little spell where you went Gillingham, Northampton, Gillingham, yeah, Northampton, Gillingham, Northampton, Gillingham, Northampton. It was just like a little yo-yo thing, you know what I'm saying? Whoa. Do you get itchy feet? Do you, Do you know what it is? I think that, um, I think two years is generally where the way I am, it's time to move on. That, I, just, I just think that the way I am, it's like- A it, new crowd to play to? Yeah, do you know what, as, as well, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, the first year generally is normally the, be the best year. So when I first go to a club, it's, that's normally the best year. I'm like, all right, cool. Suitcase in hand. Yeah, I'm ready, you know what I'm saying? I'm ready and I'm like, I'm ready to prove myself right. Second year is a bit more, I'm like, not, it's weird because I don't really spoil like this. I haven't really spoiled like this in my book. The second year, things that don't work for me, even more, I'm like, look, that don't work for me. So, and then the managers allow me to do me, but then I do think some managers would be like, you know what, am I giving B a bit too much to keep one player? Am I gonna lose? Yeah. The, so I, I think by the second year, it's a little bit more. You and the club. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I think it's more, I, I, it's not like I clash with managers. I, I don't, I, I don't think anybody will turn around and say like, you know what, B's a bad egg, but I'm very much comfortable. So if something don't work for me, I'd go in and, you know, like nowadays we've got, you know, sports nutritionists and sports scientists and they'll turn around and be like, look, we have to do this and we have, and I'm like, oh, well, I don't, because that don't work for me. So if you're saying you want me in an hour before training to do this and do, that don't work for me. So I'm I'm only gonna do Go on, answer it, mate. Nah, to be fair, he's is my manager. Yo. Yeah, is it is it important or can you hold out for twenty minutes? Alright then call, Queen twenty. Alright. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd go in there and I say, well, that don't work for me. That don't work for me. And that don't work for me. Yeah. So more and more, they're like, all right, cool. B does his own thing. So I do think like by the second year, it'd be like a manager be like, you know what? Not that I'm, 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 I'm a bad apple. I just think that sometimes it's like, well, you know what? Boy, they, I, they've enjoyed that experiment. They've enjoyed it. But they want to go but back. They want to go back to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I ain't got a problem with that. I'm like, look, it's cool. Like, it's, I've done my time here and generally it's cool. And, I'm, and I'll move on. Do you know what I'm saying? So, one last um, thing on football. Yeah. B, before we move on to, to your other things that you, you're getting up to these days, it just popped back into my mind. Someone yeah. mentioned it when I said I was meeting you. Chris Wathen, a reporter okay. uh, in South Wales. And then it's brought back a little memory of the Secret Santa that you weren't there. You were, I wasn't there. Where was I? I think you were to, oh, to Nigeria. Oh, I went to Nigeria. Oh, yeah. We lost you, mate. Yeah, yeah. I missed you. Yeah. All right, so we played. Who did we play the day before? I think we played. You were supposed to be gone for about three days. Yeah. You were I went, for a month. I, went, I, went, it, I couldn't get back. So I remember my, it was my grandmum was ill or my granddad. One of them was ill. So I remember my mum phoned me and said, look, your granddad's on the last legs, in it? So we're gonna have to roll back. So I was like, all right, cool. So I think we was flying out on a Thursday. We played on a Tuesday. And I remember I scored two on a Tuesday. That Tuesday I scored two. I can't remember if we played Peterborough or Wickham. Played something, but I remember I scored two and I had a game. I remember I, on a Monday I phoned Kenny and I was like, Kenny, listen, mum, whole family's flying back to Nigeria. Uh, uh, my, my grand, one of my grandparents is on the last legs, so they want to pay the respects before they pass. It's like, all right, B, you go, boom. So we played Tuesday, I scored two. On the Wednesday, he phoned me. I was at the airport. Yeah. He's like, B, listen, are you sure you have to go? I was like, Gaffer, I've got to go. I'm at the airport. He's like, oh, I need you for Saturday. So I was meant to come back the following Tuesday. And I just don't know what happened. I kid you not, I, I don't remember, I, I don't know if it was a flight with a... I remember I was out there for an extra 10 <laughs> days out there. And I remember coming back, so I came back. The worst thing is I remember coming back boxing. No, Christmas Eve. Yeah. I came back Christmas Eve and we was playing somebody on Boxing Day. And we was in a hotel on Christmas Day evening. And I remember driving Brent, up and I was Brent, like... Brentford, Brentford yeah? Yeah, it was Brentford. And I remember asking the gaffer something. I was like, oh, Gaff, Sam, he was like, B, you've just been away for two weeks. Like, <laughs> what are you? I was like, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I remember dropping the phone. I remember driving to, but I can't remember where. Why did we drive to? I think the gaffer said we need to be at a hotel. Yeah. And I was like, but Gaff, I'm, I'm London, innit? So I could just meet, I think I asked, I could just meet you there. Yeah. He's like, nah, nah, look, I want everybody at the hotel. <laughs> I was like, he was like, look, I've just given you two weeks. I was like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I remember that time, to be fair. Life, life away from football, B, you're keeping busy. Probably, yeah. arguably, the busiest footballer that's still currently playing. Yeah. Even busier than any, any fucker that's not playing anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it is, it is. I'm, you know the worst thing is, times I bitch about being tired, but I, I keep saying this, I'd rather be busy than not. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so you've got a clothing line? Clothing line. Started a podcast. Yeah. And um, all sorts of other things. Appearances. What you got going on? All right, so we've got a clothing line. My app will be out. Um, my app game will be out um, summer. Um, starting a, a football academy. 
um, just dropped, just released my autobiography in November. Um, podcast. We are also we're shooting a pilot for a film again. So I did it in LA last year, end of season. I'll be doing that again this year. Um, I'm flying out, and I don't know when this comes out, but I'm flying out to LA to interview The Rock um, this week. It's just, it, you know what? I'm, I mean, I do presenting for a Gfinity series every week. Um, it's just the way it's gone. I, I didn't plan it in the sense to. I, I didn't plan it like this, but. You jumped on social media. I jumped on social media. To take advantage of your size yes. and, and being a little bit different to, yes. to the norm, so, yeah? This is what it was. So, five years ago, 35, 36, so 29, I must have been 29, so about, no, no, six, seven years ago, or five, six years ago, so should I say. Um, I remember it used to, I remember, say I'd score goals, and they'll be like, yeah, the big striker, score two goals. He's a big guy, though, isn't it? He's done well for a bit. And I'm thinking, like, whoa. They don't even talk about my goals. All they're talking about is on oh, my size. And yeah. I remember I was like, but look, just look at my stats. Like, forget my size. Look at my. And I remember it used to jar me. Then I remember it got to a point when I was like, wait, hold on. Like, you're not going to change their perception. Like, it, what, however it makes it works in their mind is however it works in their mind. So then it went from me jarring to embracing it. So when they were talking about my size, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, the 16 and a half stone striker did score again. Yeah, the so-called perfect size footballer can hold the 16 and a half stone. So then it was like, look, you're going to think whatever you're going to think. Yeah. So it is what it is. Don't jar me. As long as I'm continuing to play and I continue to score goals, I'm, I'll continue to back myself. So it moved. It moved from it. And then all of a sudden, it then just... There was a, a, there was a, I wouldn't say a defining moment, but there was a moment, a YouTuber at the time, KSI did a video. So at this time, I think 30, I didn't even know I was the strongest. I, was, I used to play Pro Evo at them times. I didn't even know I was the strongest player in FIFA. He did a video saying that. And people was like, have you seen this video? Have you seen this video on FIFA? And I was thinking, what, FIFA did a video on me? I was like, raw, okay. Then I saw that it was a YouTuber at that time when this happened, it's probably at that. 10 million views now but he had 2 million at the time right so I was like wait I'm the strongest in FIFA so I was like okay that's good so at this time I had no Instagram no Twitter I had an alias Facebook just I, I liked I what I did like growing up I liked keeping my football life and my social life totally different and because social media wasn't that big and I was playing outside London a lot of people that I knew that I would be going out on the weekend, didn't even know I played football. And it's weird because people that I used to go out clubbing with and see on the clubbing scene, like late girls, man names, that now have got nine-year-old boys who all they do is play FIFA, yeah. are saying, oh, dad, my favorite player is the beast. And they're seeing, and they're like, I didn't even know you played football. All these years I used to go clubbing with you and see really? you out. I didn't, I was like, yeah, I, I, do you know what? I just didn't used to tell people I played football. I mean, not being funny and talking about stereotypes. A lot of people thought I was a drug dealer. Yeah. Big black guy, not built like I played football, drive cars, not knowing what I did outside London was put one and one together and got 86. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what they did. And it's funny. So then I had no social media or nothing. So after this video, my brother was like, there's a fake Twitter account 
and it's got 3,000 followers. And the person who's doing it is talking to people like he's you. Yeah. So he was like, look, first thing we're gonna do, get your Twitter. So I got a Twitter. I said, what's up? I'm on Twitter now. I think within the first day, got like 3,000 followers. By the time, it's big. So I was like, oh, raw, 3,000 people wanna follow me, hear what I'm saying? So remember this, I was, I enjoyed keeping it separate. So now I was like, oh, okay. All right, so that means I've got a following. And then that kid who did the YouTube on at KSI saw I had Twitter. He tweeted me. He was like, oh, raw, the beast just tweeted me. He had, he had whatever, he had 500,000 at that time. So that came, so 20,000 within the first couple of days. I'm like, oh, okay, this is moving. Then I went to go do an Instagram. I had two Instagrams, my alias, that my personal, that I could be whatever way I'd wanted to be. And then my football one. Posting on my football one, thousand likes. Personal one, four. So, and my brother went to me, brother, you ain't gonna maintain the both, trust me. Yeah. You're not gonna make. So in the end, it was like, you know what? This social media is moving fast. So embrace it. So I cut off all my aliases and then had everything as one. And then I remember just sitting down with my brother. So this must have been a week after I got Twitter. Sat down with my brother and he's like, he's like Oh, you've got actually a following. I was like, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? He was like, yeah. He goes, what can we do to repackage and give back to the world? So that was it. He was like, well, if they say you're a beast, let's, let's, let's do something. So it was like, Beast Mode On came up just from that conversation sitting down. And my first tweet was, I can remember it. My first tweet was driving back to Northampton and somebody tried to cut me off. Lucky I didn't get into Beast Mode. Hashtag BMO. That was my first. And then everything I did at that time was Beast Mode, BMO, Beast Mode, BMO. And that's how it was. And then it was like, oh, so social media empowers you. Yeah. So literally you can have an idea, put it out there, and if it works, you're okay. And then that, that day, driving back to Northampton was when I was like, okay, social media is going to be the way forward. And ever since then, I look back and over my social platforms, um, I think 1.5 million across my social media platforms. So, and you, you just said then within, within that, that if you were scoring goals, if you were playing football, everything was going to be okay. But you've reached the point now, you don't need that. Yeah. You know, you could finish playing football tomorrow. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. Exactly. And, and that was the thing which I tell people, I tell youngsters, I tell, now the funny thing is it's, I can remember, we, we're talking about Swansea, 13 years ago like it was yesterday so I can remember that 13 years shoots by time flies by and that's the thing where I mean look if you're lucky enough to earn 50,000 a week from 21 then you are if you do your money right you should never have to work again at the end of your career but then at the same time it was I never wanted to get to a point at 30 where I was lost when I when I left football you know, I always wanted to get to a point where I can walk away from the game when I want to walk away from the game. And that was, and I've always been that way. And of course, social media has allowed me to do that. And I said this to you, I'm, I don't mind working 24 hours when it's something I'm trying to build. So I'd go trade in the morning, leave my house at 7.30, get to Wickham, 
finish weekend, go to the parents. Finish appearance, go to the gym. Go back then, go to appearance. Go that, do a podcast. Go that, put the kids to bed. So they go back, they take it. So I haven't got a problem with working. And people are like, oh, well, how do you have time for that? You're, we always see you here and you're always there and that. At the end of the day, it's, for me, I'm still a footballer. At the moment, I'm still a footballer first and foremost. And I keep telling that to everybody. I'm like, look, I may fly out here for three days. I may do seven appearances before by the end of the day whatever I do I'm a footballer first and foremost and Saturday is where I have to turn up so no matter what I gotta do I've gotta incorporate it where I am not too tired on a Saturday and with that mentality like I've said this season is my best season so far that is what I have to keep and I can't forget that so I can't allow being busy to overshadow what I am actually first and foremost yeah. and that's what is a footballer so um, at the moment I've got the balance right do you know what I'm saying and long may it continue and rubbing shoulders with you know the the big names really football yeah. world and beyond yeah not a problem fitting yeah. right in you know what for me the one thing is with me I'm like and I've, and I've said this in it the beautifulest thing which has come out of all this is people have taken to me for being me do you know what I'm saying so I'll sit down with the elite. Do you know what I'm saying? Like my, the best player I've, I'm like now. You know, I, I know the elite. Yeah, I'm just I'm now in 13 years, my life's come full circle. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I sat down with R9. Like you know what I'm saying? And I'd met him once, and then I went to walk past him, and he pulled me. And I was like, oh, come on now! Like this is real. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. for me, he's the best that ever did it. That's from you know me growing up um, Hazard um, De Bruyne and they're like Beast Mode 98 Strength and I'm like yeah you know yeah. you know and it's not it, it's always humbling and I keep saying it it's mind boggling and I'll never get above my station but it is nice where you know the elite at your sport and then other sports you know I'd be at events and actors which I'm like yeah and they'd be like yeah my son's a massive fan yeah. and I'm like that's a massive look, do you know what I'm saying? So, like, I just literally can't complain. But at the at the end of the day, it's the the most rewarding for me is me being able to do what I'm doing for me being who I am. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So let yeah. me let me give you one bit of insight of something about you. Yeah. So this happened to you playing for Wimbledon. Yeah. Yeah. Cup draw, play Liverpool. Yeah. Liverpool supporter, weren't you? Yeah. And um, you know, good friend of mine, Joey Allen. Yeah. You you uh, you hit him up, didn't you? Yeah. You wanted a shirt at the end of that game. Yeah, didn't I let me tell you something. Hold on, hold on. All right, go, so, go, you go. so you wanted Stevie G's shirt. Yeah. So you got in touch with Joe. Joe, make sure I get Stevie G's shirt. Joe yeah. was injured at the time, wasn't he? Yeah. So Joe went to the training and said to Gerard, Stevie, Big Bayo wants your shirt at the end of the game. Okay, okay, no problem. So Joe's injured. He's sitting watching this this game at home. Game finishes. You score. Lose two one. Yeah. 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 So Joe's watching this. Final whistle goes. Jared takes his top off, runs to the crowd, chucks it in the crowd. Yeah. Can you imagine what the little <laughs> Joe was feeling? <laughs> he was scared for his oi, life. Oi, oi, oi. Let me tell you something. It's the funniest thing is because one thing for me, I always keep saying this, isn't it? Who, it? My teammates, I'll always go to war with. Like, if we get into a scrap, I promise you I'll be the first one there. But I told every single one of them, <laughs> dare any of you touch G Stevie G's shirt 
I will put you man down and I won't even bat an eyelid and I won't say sorry. So already, and I remember my captain went in with Stevie G was like, can I get your shirt? He's like, big man's already, <laughs> big man's already tight. So it's like, all right, cool, say no more. So when Stevie threw his shirt. You saw it, yeah? I, he walked, I was like, do you hear what he's done? No, no, big man, I've got your shirt in the changing room. I was like, oh, oh you pop, you're lucky as well. <laughs> I swear down, there's a picture where I'm holding him like that and we're smiling because I've got pop, you're lucky as well. <laughs> I swear to you. If he didn't have a shirt yeah. for you, you, you would have took him home. I'm telling I would have bit hugged, I was like, we're going, like we're going. And this is what I'm saying, like, for me, in like moments, that pinnacle, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, some things you can't, pre-plan you know what I'm saying and I just believe when things are meant to happen they're meant to happen and you know I'm a Liverpool supporter and the funny thing is the build-up was just about me you know you know it was just a, it was like ah oh, big Wimbledon striker loves Liverpool playing against Liverpool cool of course Liverpool got for a bad time at the time so I think they wanted Liverpool to lose because yeah. it would have you know you know what it was how it is in football so and then it was like, oh, could the big strike who supports Liverpool, you know, add more misery to Liverpool? Do you know what I'm saying? So it was all before me, Rara, and weird, it just went back to BBC. BBC just got the, the FA Cup at the time. Um, and it was meant to be on when EastEnders are normally on. So it's a big, massive crowd that came back. Then, okay, for some reason, I scored. I remember I'd done this skill on continue. So it literally became a lot about me too. I think Twitter had over 40,000 tweets about me. I was trying to get verified prior to that. Okay. And they weren't verifying me. And then after that, it was like, we got to verify this guy. Yeah. I went on the news next day. See, that's where I first met Stevie G. We kept in contact. That May was my birthday. He sent me a message saying happy birthday. Liverpool sent me a message saying happy birthday. He said, when he moved to LA, he's like, I'm gonna be in LA. Um, if you're in LA, come out, we'll hang out. I went to LA that year, funny enough, we hung out. He did the foreword for my book. And what I'm talking about, Brilliant. just stuff to happen, which there was no way where you could plan that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And it was, then that game there took me, this is what I'm trying to get, let people know that things happened for a reason. That Liverpool game took me on a whole nother plateau. It got me to meet, meet my, one of my legends, score against the team, the world to see me, then even Balotelli, me and Balotelli still talk now, me and Stevie G still talk now. You know what I'm saying? It was just a whole different, I just, you know, that, I couldn't even, I couldn't really put it into words too tough. It was just, it was destined. Well, B, I, I could talk to you for hours, mate. Yeah, you are, you're a that. busy man. I think we're going to have to wrap this up because you've cleared the decks here. Yeah, you know, I know. We started off pretty busy. You've had dirty looks, you've been shushed. I, I know, man. <laughs> I just, and I try and smile with people. I, look, if we could paint the picture, we came into this calf, it was all packed. I'm all black with a hooded up, and I don't know why that says anything. The worst thing, I'm the respectable one. I don't even know. They might not even know OTJ, but it's left now. But to be fair, I could chat to you for hours, though, brother. Honestly, mate, it's an absolute pleasure. And not, not just getting to know your story and, and, you know, recapping old stories and stuff like that. I think um, I think your personality is infectious. Lessons. Certainly learning from you. That positivity is something yeah. I'm trying to do. And um, long may it continue for you, 100%. big man. 100%. And when you get that talk show, that prime time talk show, and you don't invite me on it, I'm telling you, it's going to be a problem. Listen, huh? the production company's going to be beast mode. <laughs> yes. Top man. My brother. <laughs> There we go, another one done. 
thank you very much to the big man, Bayo Akinfemwa. Probably the hardest working footballer away from the pitch. Does so much, but it's all for him. He's cr he's created a brand uh, and he keeps building on it. And uh, that was a an absolute pleasure to spend a couple of hours in his company. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did and hopefully more than the people that were sitting around us because he was shushed. He was told to keep quiet. He was given dirty looks. You can't keep the big man down. On he went, and I wouldn't have had it any other way. Um, a real infectious character, as I, as I mentioned, and somebody who is someone to look up to, really, in, in terms of what he's doing and what he's achieving. So good luck to the big man in whatever he, he chooses to do, whatever he, he chooses to carry on doing. He is he's going to be a busy, busy man even after he finishes playing. Uh, he, he did mention the day after we, we had a chat, he was flying out to LA to, to interview The Rock, as you do, uh, which, which kind of proves his popularity and, and the way people see him these days. Um, so thanks again to him. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you can subscribe, spread the word about the podcast. This has been the Longman's Football World. I'm out.